Welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This podcast is all about tabletop gaming in small proportions. Now, here are your hosts, game designer Annie Lennox and some other guy who hasn't even played Dungeons & Dragons. Hello and welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, episode 41, Spring Cleaning. Something old, something new, and Star Wars. <laughs> Is that the whole title? Because that's not going to fit in people's podcatchers. Yeah, it might not, but, uh, you know, we gotta I like go it. With it. We're going to roll. We, so, we've dude, got an emergency emergency nerd powwow. Seriously. Both like... of us just watched the <laughs> teaser number two for the Star Wars trailer. And okay. what, what did it do to you? Um, Tell me what it did to you, because I'll... It... I'm gonna be honest. It made me curse a little bit. Like, what? Like, no, like in a good way. Like, a, oh Uh-oh. man, <laughs> <laughs> out loud. With I was watching it with a friend. I was at, at the newspaper um, office. We we're doing a little story about best house ever, and he and he's like, "Dude, hold on. I just got a I just got a text from my son, my friend that said stop and watch this right now." He's like, "It's the Star Wars teaser number two. And then he looked at me and he, out of this corner of his eye, and he says. You want to watch it, dude? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh uh, yeah." So uh, we watched yeah. it. I'm like, "Oh man, that was cool." I'm like, "Was that a crashed star destroyer in the desert, man?" <laughs> it's so big. It's dude, so big. You don't really get a sense of scale, but it's so big. It's true. It's true. Oh it was... my gosh! And like the chromed out stormtrooper. Yeah. Awesome. That, that was rad. And then um, our... Luke's robo hand touching <sighs> R2 with like. Oh, R2, my oldest friend. Oh! Oh my gosh. By the time this thing drops, right, this podcast drops, like, everyone's already seen it, so we're not we're not going to worry about spoilers. And if you haven't spoiled it, I mean, it's a trailer, so you're supposed to watch it. But, like, dude, and then Han and Chewie at the end, we're home. Oh! oh. And then, oh, and then oh. dude, and then there was, like, we're talking about, okay, the, the narrative, yeah. Luke's, Luke talking about, like, Okay, the family line. Dude, he's talking about it's in my sister and in you. What is it? Is that his kid? Who is that? Is, it... is that his kid? What? I don't know. We'll and then out. and then the Millennium Falcon flies into the thruster of the crashed Star Destroyer oh, and they have a chase scene through a ship. Oh my gosh. Dude. Um... Oh, and Darth Vader's like melty, busted up mask. Yeah. What? How ominous. Dude, I bet you get a lot of money for that on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> So do anyway, have, do they have eBay in a galaxy far away? <laughs> they should. <laughs> it's in the back room of most Eisley's canteen. I cheered up. I, 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 my <laughs> eyes were leaking with pure, unadulterated childhood joy. It was just too much to handle. I was Dude, emotional. So good, so good. Uh, the the timing is right. We're ready. We got the right guy behind the wheel. We got the right cast, as far as what I can tell, um, and. I mean, this is from 30 seconds of footage that I've seen, or two, two different 30 <laughs> seconds of footage. I already am going, willing to submit my movie review to Rotten Tomatoes. It Best is 100%. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> totally awesome. Well, so that's enough about Star Wars, because our yeah. podcast is about great little games. That's what we talk about. Those little games that fit in between other games or in the between the other minutes of life that you have and um we were talking about how we needed to record a show we wanted to record a show we haven't hung out in a while and andy andy you you shared a little bit of an issue with me you said you were feeling a little bit guilty and um why don't you talk a little bit about that i haven't been playing any games like you know most people 
they take time out of their schedule to play games and they might be neglecting some other important responsibilities. But when I'm not playing games, I feel like I'm neglecting this important responsibility to you guys. <laughs> Our faithful listeners. <laughs> so I listeners. feel really bad. I feel really bad. I haven't had a whole lot of time to play. But I have had time to play uh, some some great little games, just not great little tabletop games. That's cool. Um, well, hold on you one, can... one sec, though. I just want to point out this, though. Yeah, like, yeah. what you're talking about, like, don't feel guilty about this because, like, the the other stuff is real-life stuff. And that's that's this, this important part of gaming, right? Like, that we are... We um, get to be gamers as a privilege. It's not like life itself. It just helps facilitate life. So, like, <laughs> so, so like, live your lives, dudes, and like, we'll get you shows when we can, and we will, we will prioritize you guys because we think you're cool and you enhance our lives. But anyway, real life is cool too. So, so what are you? Tell me about what are these little games you've been playing after so, I got sidetracked. All right, there's there's a couple iPhone games um, I've been playing a lot of. First is Final Fantasy Record Keeper. If you've ever played any Final Fantasy game ever, then you'll like this game. It's sort of like a... You get to do Final Fantasy-style battles, but it's, like, really simplified. And then you kind of go back through the history of the Final Fantasy series and play, like... And you collect all the characters from all the different games. It's pretty cool. Dude, to me, like, as not being a Final Fantasy person, what you just, what I just heard was you're you're going to be an accountant in some geeky universe. Is that a yes. record keeper? <laughs> Yeah, so basically this appeals to all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> okay, what uh, else? Uh Alto's Adventure. It's like a it's an it's a action snowboarding game, but like you're chasing llamas and you got to like catch the llamas and get points and do cool tricks and grinds off of okay, well, various uh, things. Okay, hold on. I have to download this right now. <laughs> it is super fun. <laughs> Altos, Altos, what? Adventure. Adventure. Yes. Dude, awesome. I'm in. It's so fun. And then uh, Hearthstone came out for iPhone, so oh. you don't need an iPad anymore. So I've been playing quite a bit of Hearthstone because oh. now I can play it anywhere. I've uh, I've been pretty good at ignoring every post about that I've ever seen, so I didn't get totally hooked. And uh, yeah, I haven't even want seen it. it. Yeah, it's. I normally don't spend money on those free-to-play games, but this one I've made an exception, and I've made too many exceptions. Oh, no. You're like, spent, you're like $500 into this digital game, aren't you? <laughs> Not that much. Maybe 120 120 Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's two copies I... of Imperial Assault, bro. Oh. <laughs> That's okay, though. We, we can still be friends. Okay. I, um... I, uh... You, you also mentioned this thing that, that you've you've done recently... Um, you said, not only have I not been playing games, you've been getting rid of games. And I thought it was funny because I just went through this spring cleaning phase where, like, I was trying to organize my one part of my little man cave area to make room for other things. And I it had to all start with organizing games. So I ended up giving a couple games away and making a list in my head of what games I need to get away. So I thought we'd talk about that for a minute. Like, well, what are some games you got rid of? And, like, how do you decide what you're going to get rid of? Oh, it's... So it's different for everything. So the first, yeah, I, I was cleaning out my closet and I just need to make room. And the wife was like, you have too many games that got to all go in the basement. I'm like, oh, I don't want to put them all in the basement. It's like weirdly humid down there. I was like, I'm I think start with my wife too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end this conversation about wives b- before we get in trouble. I love so, my wife and your wife's cool too, too, Andy. She's so great. She's so fun and awesome. However, she wanted me to keep my games in the basement, and I didn't want to. So I, instead, I just got rid of a bunch of games. 
And how, so there was a number of different criteria by which I sort of figured it out. So the first one was, and I have a game group that I game with very regularly. And I had a couple games that uh, a couple of those guys already had. So I had a copy of Settlers of Catan and a copy of Pandemic. Um, But I think there's a grand total of about four copies of each of those games, like in our entire gaming group. So uh, call those. I can play them whenever I want with with my friends, and they're not getting rid of them anytime soon. Um, The other criteria was like, how how long has it been since I've played this and like and how in love am with this game am I? So there's a so and that's sort of a difficult calculus, right? Because those two things are play off of each other. There's games I haven't played in a very, very long time that I love dearly. Uh like Diplomacy. I'll never get rid of my copy of Diplomacy, however, I barely ever get a chance to play it. So I was con- when I was considering like, all right, this is one of my top favorite games of all time. There's yeah. no way getting rid of this. But the other the other issue is the hard ones were oh, what what was the one? Um Eminent Domain. I love I like I like Eminent Domain a lot, but like I don't nobody nobody else that I play with likes this game. Oh no. <laughs> so and so as a result, like I just don't get it to the table very much. So I'm so I'm kind of calling that one. Um, I have a big pile. So there's uh, Battles of Westeros, which was uh, a battle lore game based on the uh, Game of Thrones series. Getting rid of that because that's um, all the geeky things. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a two player game. It's really fun, but I've I've only gotten it to the table a couple times. And I'm getting rid of um, Yomi. Oh yeah, Yomi is like the two player fighting card game by Serlin Games. Uh, it's a really good game, but again, it just doesn't hit the table very often. And and you can and get don't... a couple small decks for that game, right? Too, you can get like two different yeah. decks for ten bucks a piece, and like they're in tuck boxes, so you can like carry those around if you really wanted to, you know, get into. Yeah, that. and I have yeah, and I have the big like box set thing. And the other the other issue is that there's a second edition of that now, or a thir- even a third, maybe. I can't remember exactly, but. So, like, all of my stuff is, you know, an older edition. So, you know, if I ever stumble across it again, I'd want the newer edition anyway. Um, the other the other couple of things is I'm getting rid of some collectible type games. Not collectible games, but uh, getting rid of... Hey, um, hold just... on. My kid just came up here. <laughs> hey! <laughs> it's okay. My wife's chasing her down. <laughs> See you later, Cor. I'll be back in a few minutes. You're very pretty in your princess dress. <laughs> She had to show me her uh, her frozen dress she put on. Oh, <laughs> you have to do the parade every every so often. The yeah. parade of see dresses. I have some girls. I know what it's like. Um, yeah, I'm getting rid of like the Star Wars LCG. Oh so yeah, the Star. We were we started playing that pretty heavily and we liked it and then we like got really into it and then figured out like a couple of sort of broken in-game things that made us less enamored with the game and stopped playing it. And same thing with the Warhammer LCG. Uh, we played a bunch of that and found some some things that we just... Once once you dig into the game and play it, like, multiple, multiple times, it starts to... There's just little things about it that started to bother us when we quit playing. So getting rid of this big stack of games. So the other, the other issue is how you get rid of them. I was just so going like, to ask that. Like, what are you going to do with these games? So I got most of them are just in a big pile in my office, but I did manage to unload a pretty good pile of them. Um, 
So the other day, our cable was being weird, and we couldn't like we were having weird intermittent connections. So I called the cable company, and that was you know how it is. And then the technician came out, and he was fixing some stuff, and he saw my pile of board games I was getting rid of, and he said, "Oh wow, you you got a lot of board games." I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting rid of some of them." He's like, oh, "I love board games." I was like, "Do you want some of these?" <laughs> So I just gave a bunch of board games to the cable guy. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I have – so the, I gave him – oh, some other games I got rid of, I had multiple copies of. Mm. So um, Water Balloon Washout, which is uh, our friend Jason Slingerland's game, I gave him a copy of that. Uh, I had two copies of Fidelitas because uh, I – when my friends run Kickstarters, I, I over purchase <laughs> their games. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm spreading the, spread the love that way. So I just, that was my one way of getting rid of them. But now I have this like other pile of games and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with them yet. I was hoping you could like, uh, you could enlighten me on good ways of getting rid of these. Yeah, dude, here, here's, so what happened with me is I started spring cleaning and I, I am making a pile too of stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to probably sell. And, um, and the other thing I did was I, I looked at a game that I had. It was Cars 2 Sorry Sliders, which is a super fun game. It's a flicking game. It's like pitch car light, right? And I got it at a thrift store. It was in really nice shape. It's a little harder to find than the regular Sorry Sliders. And um, I played it with my daughter, and I'm like, you know, this is fun, but we have Sorry Sliders, and I have Bicycle, which is another similar game. So I was just like, I don't need three different versions of this game, essentially. And my friend Eric's uh, little boy loves cars. So, like, that day we were hanging out, and I just took the game to him, like, similarly. And like, here, here, take this. So your kid will like it, you know? Like, so you yeah, know yeah. it's going to a good home and not just to, you know, to, to the, the bottom of the barrel at the thrift store. Because around here, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that looks for cool games at the thrift store. <laughs> I know. I was going to take it to the thrift store, but I knew if I did, they would all just end up like you would just end up paying for them when I could just give them to you. <laughs> like you are the you are the ultimate like board game thrift store dude in this in this area. So if I put them there, you would end up with them eventually. It's got to be worth twenty bucks, and then I'd sell it and make money off your games. No, but yeah. So so one of the things I've done before is I've done math trades. So like we talked about those a little bit in past episodes. But um, I ran an auction on Board Game Geek, which was cool because I just made a geek list of games, set some minimum prices like a buck on them, and then. And set the shipping prices. I said only in the U.S. If it was a big box game, I charge like twelve bucks for shipping because that covers just about everywhere in the U.S. And then I charge like five bucks for a priority mail box um, for the smaller games. And I just see what people bid on, and I I shipped them. You know, so some games I'm you know I sold for twenty bucks. Some games I sold for ten bucks. So it's like not like I'm looking to get you know my all my money back because that's never going to happen in the world that I live in. But um, it was a way to like hey like. I'm going to clear some of these out, and then I don't feel like I'm wasting my money completely, like, for those games that I bought and never played and want to get rid of yeah. now because they take up too much shelf space. So that's that's one thing that, that I'm probably going to be doing pretty soon. Maybe we could, like, put ours together or something. Oh, the 20 minutes do, of filler 20 game 20 minutes option. of giller, the games that aren't so, fillers that don't fit our so collection So can I anymore. drop all this crap off at your house? <laughs> Not a chance, dude. You can send me a list in email. You can handle your own shipping and everything. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so so it's getting serious around here because I got to make convention seasons coming up again and I got to make some room for new little games to fit on the shelves. So I got to clear out oh, space cuz yeah. every inch I have available is now full. <laughs> no, like half the fun of 
of gaming is like buying new games, which is really dysfunctional. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But it's we're getting new experiences, and hey, you know, I just I think it's cool because we're super privileged to be able to spend money on this kind of thing. So, oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think about that. That's I think about the variety. That's why, that's, so much, that's why I got so much joy of just giving these things away. Like, I'm not gonna, you know had in my own pocket for shipping to give them away but if you know if you know me and you know where i live and any of these games sound cool to you uh, <laughs> i will gladly like just give it to you that's you sweet it. yeah i took a pile of games to game night a couple months ago and just said hey anybody wants these take them home so so that's another route too so um but hey we we are gonna run out of time and i want to talk about something old something new that i played this week uh, two games that are sweet that I want to recommend to people. Is that cool? Okay, okay. Yeah, All yeah. Right. So the Something New is a little tuck box game from a company called Overworld Games. And it is called Good Cop, Bad Cop. Now, this was a, a, a Kickstarter Earth. game. Yeah. Uh, it, it is it is cool. Like, it is kind of like a hidden role. It is a hidden role game with some neat twists. I would say it is um, easier to learn and get into than like something like the resistance or um, werewolf because you don't have to like be hugely on the deduction and you don't have to completely like lie and to, you know like you you can have fun. It's a quick game too. It's like ten fifteen minutes. Um, the way the game works is you get you get dealt either a crooked cop or an honest cop card, and there's a king there, and the agent. How many? Okay, there's just four rolls. There, there, yeah. There's two in this. There's some expansion stuff, but I just have the base game. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is probably all I need because I like it. But and it's um, so a four you, you player game or four to eight, four to eight, four to eight. Okay. Yep. So you you take these cards and you, you mix in a kingpin, which is the leader of the bad guys, and you mix in the um the agent, who is the leader of the good guys, and you're gonna mix those in with some other honest crooked cops. Give everybody one card, and then you're gonna deal out more of these honest crooked cards. So everybody has three cards in front of them. And they have to look at them and put them in an order that they remember face down on the table. And whatever you have more of on the table is your identity. So if you have, like, two crookeds and one honest, then you're a crooked cop. Okay. If you are ever the kingpin, no matter what you have with the other two cards, you're automatically crooked. And if you're ever the agent, you're automatically honest. So, like, you could have two crookeds and the agent, and 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 you'd be an honest cop. But the way the game works is you can investigate, which means... Uh, to look at somebody's face down card to get a little bit of information. Or you have these cool equipment cards that are like just action cards that change things up. One of them is like reveal one card from everybody who does not have a face up card. So little by little as the game goes on, people start revealing what their three cards are. And you choose, am I going to tell the truth about what I'm revealing? Am I going to reveal something that says who I am or something that's the opposite? What do I say about it? Um, and, and do you want to give away too much information because... Um, because you're trying to conceal and trying to figure out who the kingpin or the agent is, right? And uh, so, so you can you can also reveal one of your cards to earn uh, a new equipment card and kind of like a different special action. You can um, reveal one of your cards, your integrity cards, what they're called, to gain a gun, which you then point at somebody. And the other action is that you can shoot somebody. And if you shoot somebody, they reveal all of their cards, and they're out of the game unless they were the kingpin or the agent because they just get wounded and they have to be shot again. To, to, and that's how you win is either the, the whoever's, whoever's left, the kingpin is left, then the bad guys all win. If the, the agent is uh, left, then all the good guys win. So, like, uh, totally hilarious, oh, awesome game. Yeah, it's, it, 
It is so much fun. Yeah, dude. I bought this it at... Like, um... This is right up my alley. It sounds like, um, like I said, Koo is my favorite game of all time. Like, this sounds like in that wheelhouse. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's, it's what? It was like it was like 10 12 bucks. 12 Um, I picked it up at Vault of Midnight in Ann Arbor, which is... Actually, I was in Grand Rapids. And uh, it was an impulse buy, but I had seen it. It has good art, quick gameplay. It was easy to teach. I read the rules to the group as we learned the game. Group of eight people. And we had a blast playing it. So that is my something new I would recommend to people who like hidden role games, but maybe are a little afraid of, like, the deduction part. It's just a more of a... It feels more like a party game than a serious mental exercise, you know? Um, cool. Which was, which was awesome. So the other one I want to mention real quick here is a game uh, from 2008. It was recommended for the Spiel des Jahres in 2009, and it is by Bruno Cathala, who we've talked about on the, the show before. He makes game, a lot of appearances here. He does. He does. There must be something to that. He must be like a cool game designer <laughs> or something. But he, he designed a little game called Mao, M-O-W. And mm-hmm. what that is is it's the sound that cow makes. And the, mm-hmm. so, like, people around here, we say <laughs> moo, but if you really listen, Mao. That sounds like a cow, right? I sound like a cow. Did you just, yeah, you just said moo. No, I said Mao. I said Mao. So... So anyway, this game is called Mao, and the idea is... In America, is, it's Mo. <laughs> it, it is a card game with numbers from 0 to 16. Everybody has five cards. They're, they're going to start a herd of cards in the middle. Somebody's going to play one card to the middle. Whatever that card is, the next player either has to play something higher than the line or something lower than the line of cards. And there's some special actions that allow you to break that rule and change things up a little bit. And these cards, similar to one of my favorite games, Six Nymphed, they have, um, this one has flies instead of bulls on it. And the different cows have different flies, and flies are bad. You want to have the least amount of flies in your pile at the end of the game. And and these action cards are really neat because they're things like the, the thin calf. You can put this card next to um, any card that doesn't have flies on it, and it either becomes the one higher or the one lower card. You can um, put this card... Um, on top of the eight and take the eight into your hand you can and these all the action cards are five fly cards so you're really encouraged to use them to get rid of them in your hand so they add a lot of chaos to the game um i have the deluxe version which is just two decks with different action cards so you can play with up to 10 people with with my version of it and uh, we played it with a full 10 it's two to ten and um, the the five action or five or six basic action cards in each are different, and they have a different color. So like from the one deck, if you play a teal background action card, you change the direction of play. And if you play a purple background action card, you get to um, get to choose who the next player is. So it makes for some great moments because the goal is not to collect cows. And if you can't play higher or lower, or if you don't want to, you can, you have to take the the cows, right? Like you have to take the cows, and then you have all the flies in your pile. So um, it it's this... it's silly, it's light, it's thinky. There's a little bit of pressure luck. There's a little bit of uh, clever maneuvering, hand management type stuff. Um, but it we laugh. Similar to um to the cakes game that we. Yes, that we dude. Yeah, I, I know. It's 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 yeah with the cake catastrophe game that, that Andy is working on. It has a little bit of similarities to one of the the kite fight games I happen to design too. But like just like it takes the simple concept like play a, a card that's either higher or lower than this line of cards, you know, like but it adds some really fun twists with some with some ridiculous art um like hand drawn cows and lots of bright colors, silly stuff. So um I got it for 10 bucks cuz I was ordering something from Miniatures Market and I didn't I felt bad just ordering. I was ordering Scott Gal- Scott Alms uh Harbor 
And uh, I didn't want to just order, you know, the the one game, of course. So I I, I got this on sale for played... like eight or nine bucks. I need to say something about Harbor because I have not played this game, but I've seen a lot of people on Twitter posting like, there's like a card that says that you won. Oh and yeah, then people yeah. Will, like post a picture of themselves. It's the key it. to the city. Like, so if you win, it's a way that Tasty Minstrel came up with promoting the game. It was like, whenever you win, take a picture of yourself with the key to the city. But that, that is brilliant. Love that. And more games need to do that. Yeah, it's it's totally sweet. But yeah, so that's something old, something new. That's Mao by Bruno Cathala and Good Cop, Bad Cop by Overworld Games. Games worth checking out and highly recommended by me. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to talk about Green Couch News real quick. We've got less than 48 hours left in the campaign. We have unlocked, at this point, six going on seven uh, stretch goals. We have uh, funded more than 200% up to about $42,000 and 2,000 copies of the game, 2,000 backers. The game is going really well. Um, we got some more cool stuff to unlock. I am blown away with everybody's awesome support and just really can't wait to, to get on with... Uh, Getting, having Adam get to work on this new art. He's Every room in the treehouse will be different and have Adam MacGyver's awesome art and uh, some, some bonus stuff that kind of adds variant gameplay. Um, I, it's been a great month of the campaign, and I am really excited and grateful to have been able to put this game together with Scott Alms and bring it to you guys. So please check it out. Um, the last push. Share it with everybody you know. Let's have an awesome last uh you know, 36 to 48 hours. I'd really appreciate that. And, and, uh, you know, if you're a listener of the show, please let us know, uh, if you heard about the, the, the game on this show and, uh, have become a backer. Cause we love hearing stuff like that. How can you get a hold of us? How, how can you get a hold of us? That's a great question. Co-host. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm at Andy underscore Lennox on Twitter, which is the best place to get a hold of me. Totally. I am at Jason Kotarski or at green couch games. On Twitter, which is a great way to get a hold of me, dude. Yeah. Oh, Twitter. Who knew? <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, thanks, y'all, so much for listening to another episode of 20 Minutes of Filler. If you want to hear more about great little games, then keep listening to our podcast. If you want to hear about other great games and other podcasts, go to Dicetowernetwork.com, where you can uh, find cool links to shows and whatnot. Thanks again for listening. Get out there and play some great little games.